2: Let's see, four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next two hours, we're going to have fun and frivolity, but I'm going to waste the first 17 minutes telling stories. So, I'm a pretty good storyteller, so it's a good idea for you to hang around, but if you've got other things to do, then you can do that as well, because that's what we kind of need to know sometimes. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to, brought to you by Harker's Auto. They've been around since 1967. They're at 38th Avenue and in Indian School. They're really good at what they do. Um, I'm always very impressed with the magic that they seem to come up with to fix cars that nobody else can. And they do oil changes and everything like all the rest of us. But what they do really, really well is diagnose and repair cars. So if you have a car and every time you honk the horn, um, the rear windows go down, then uh, if you live on the west side, Harker's Auto, at uh, 38th Avenue Indian School would be a place that I would probably stop by. I'm going to mention this twice um, this hour and next hour. And just take this for what it's worth, okay? There's no uh, hidden agenda here. Since 1989 the Secret Santa Club has been involved in Christmas. Um, We're going on 31 years and Secret Santa Club is a bunch of people that are, want to be remain secret, and they want to do something nice for a group of whatever. And um, my business runs the Secret Santa Club, so the membership list is in the safe, and I'm the only one that has the, the combination. But what we do is we have people donate money, and then we go effectively use that money for, for people. Now, I'll give you some examples. We do rest homes a lot. So we go in and ask the people with at rest homes, Does any who who doesn't have family? who Who's not going to have Christmas this year? And they give us a list of anywhere between 5 and 20 names. So the ladies that are also a, a, an important part of this will go in and interview them and their caretakers and find out that they've never had slippers or they knew, knew this, and the guys get shaving cream and new shaving, and they get some aquavelva, which is their time of the year. And the women, um, we pay for... Um, Fingernails and and hairdos. You know, we give them a coupon and pay it in advance. So we've done rest homes. We've done h- hundreds of kids in group homes. I know that we spent seven thousand dollars at one group home, and our average at group home is ten thousand three hundred. These are kids that are wards of the state. Um, they've oftentimes been orphans, or they've been removed from their families' homes, or for whatever reason, they're wards of the state. So the whole idea is is that there in 70 in 1999 we did 70 kids in nine different group homes and we also did 60 people in three nursing homes blankets slippers stuffed animals the stuffed animals for the older people because they love that sweat pants toiletries stuff like that I'm going to continue to go on. We did 688 presents for 108 kids in 16 group homes in 2001. We did 43 families and 129 people in 2004. In 2007, we had a tremendous amount of money. Um, We did a family of nine for presents for Christmas, two elderly men in the veteran hospital who had no family, and uh, we bought robes and blankets and socks and slippers and stuffed animals. And then we did two nursing homes. And we did um, $2,500 was given to Bash's food drive. And we purchased a whole bunch of toys for tots. And we gave them money so they could buy stuff. So anyway, if you want to be a part of this, it's anonymous. No one's going to know except my wife Renee. And we don't keep a list. We assign you a number. So if we lose the list or somebody gets the list, they're not going to know who you are. So this is something that we found to be, it's different for our family because we didn't like the idea of waking up on Christmas morning and at the end of the day there was an emptiness inside that we could have done better. Um, God's blessed us so we were better. So if you want to become a part of the Secret Santa Club, then you have to send me an email, mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. Last year we made hygiene bags so that they could be given to the homeless because a church in Tempe has showers for them on a specific date and time. So they bring in these showers, and what we provide is, is we find we provide all the hygiene banks for the homeless people that go in and shower and stuff. So we give them toothbrushes and deodorant and, and shavers and stuff like that. And then obviously we gave a whole bunch of money to the food drives, and, and then we had $1,000 worth of toys for Crossroads Youth Intervention. And... Uh, and then we gave, uh, actually, a couple of mattresses to group homes from kids who didn't have mattresses. And then we donated $1,000 to you, Mom, and then $575 to Mary's Food Bank, St. Mary's. So we use all the money. And I want to tell you that my family matches the highest number we get. Now, there's, <laughs> there's been a couple of my buddies who have, who have pledged 5000 or $10,000, and my family's matched that. Doesn't necessarily make me happy, um, That, th- but it does, because they have to match that as well. So they got to throw down money before I match it. So that's called a secret Santa club. You won't find it anywhere else, but you'll wake up uh, Christmas morning and you'll feel better, I promise. Okay, continuing on with stories. <sighs> you know and I know that there are shops out there that charge you for more. Than what they did, or they charge you an exorbitant amount of money to put a fuse in your car, but let's pretend there's a thousand repair shops in the valley, and so if ten percent of them are bad, that's a hundred of the thousand, and I think that it's actually lower than that. So here's the story: the story is is there's a, a car comes in, and it has at this is at a shop, um, it has a red brake light on, and that's what they want addressed: red, red brake light. So the technician gets it and he determines that the red brake light because one of the other persons said hey by the way you pull that into your bay and you've got a bad brake light out, he puts a brake light bulb in it, that's valid, it doesn't serve the light on the dash but it's a nice thing to do, so then he says the pull handle on the parking brake, that assembly is defective which is keeping the light on so we order a pull handle, we bid the thing and we put it on the car it doesn't fix it at this point we don't really know, the shop, and I'm talking in third person here, the shop doesn't know that um, that didn't fix it. But then there's a, a recommendation at, in the parts department that they he needs a brake light switch. And so they put a brake light switch in it. So at this particular time, the story goes is there's other senior technicians in this shop and they're walking by and they can see him struggling. Now he came from a, a very large shop. He was hired because he was looking for a job. And his skills were represented as being significant, especially on the diagnostic side, And that's where this rub is. So finally, one of the senior techs walks by and he says, hey, and his name's not John, but I'm going to use John. Hey, John, um, what are you working on here? And he goes, well, I got a red brake light on the dashboard. And he goes, "Um, is the parking brake on? No, I just replaced that and the handle and the switch. He says, well, and he opens up the hood and he goes, John, the brake fluid's low and it has a float in it. He said, let's put some brake fluid in it. So this other senior tech pours some brake fluid into the master cylinder, and as soon as the float comes up between the minimum and the maximum, the light goes out. So this gets back to management, and management's really unhappy because this is the second or third time that the diagnosis was defective. Um, There was a bunch of parts on a car who had a pull to the right, And the the repair that was bid was, let's replace the entire front end for $5,000. The shop decided to give it to somebody else to get a second opinion. And the somebody else, (laughs) he swaps the tires from left to right on the front. That's normal. That's what us senior guys know. That's what the junior guys that are really smart know. When the car pulls left to right, the first thing you do is swap the front tires. Now, one of two things will happen. It'll start pulling to the other side, and now you know it's a tire. You're going to look at the tire wear to see if it really is an alignment because the customer comes in and tells you to align it because it pulls hard. But we're supposed to be smarter than that. So you swap the tires, and if it continues to pull, and, and the pull moves to the left side, then you got a tire pull. And if it continues to pull to the right side, even though you swap tires, then you're going to have to put it on the alignment and check it out. So this was bid at $5,000. Then it was given, because the shop isn't on little concern given somebody else he cross rotates the tires and the car goes straight down the road so when you cross rotate the tires it's either going to continue to pull to one side or it's going to pull to the other side or it's going to go straight and i'm saying 85 percent of the time it goes straight so the customer was billed for a swap the front tires they're gone but we still have a technician that's got a, a, a diagnostic problem so not too long ago the technician was caught in another lie about what he did to the car and he was dismissed and sent now today technicians are hard to find and there's far more jobs than there are people so he won't have a problem finding another job it's okay the problem is is that he's been dismissed from a shop for being caught multiple times lying about what he did remember that brake light switch turns out that he broke it and so he said that's one of the things i need to fix and the shop bought a brake light switch and he put it in the car. That 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 wasn't... That's not where it's supposed to be. So there's lots of good shops out there. I just described situations that are two that I know of and that the shop owner and I have talked about. And so I think what you need to do is, is what I've suggested that you do. You always ask for your old parts back and you make sure that you ask the person you're talking to. So let me get this straight. After you spend... I'm being facetious here. After you spend $5,000 on my front end, it's not going to pull to the right. And the shop better say, yes, you're right. Of course, in this case I cited, crossing the tires took care of it. And entire inflation as well. You know, if you've got one tire sitting at 20 pounds and one tire sitting at 35 pounds, it's probably going to pull. So checking the inflation is something that we need to do right off the front. But those are the diagnostic processes that we're supposed to know. When you're an ASE master tech, you should know those. And you better know those. So those are the kinds of issues that um, our industry runs r- runs into. And I'm not going to ever say that everybody's lily white in my industry, and you're not going to say and sell me on the idea that all the dentists and the doctors and all the lawyers and all the professors and all the people in the churches, that they're all lily white, because that ain't happening either. So <laughs> when you get down to it, every business has the the, the bad part of the business, and but the auto repair bi- and the auto repair bins has itself. It has just like that themselves. There's been many employees terminated from my business since 1979. Some of them were just argumentative. So they wanted to do their way before the shop foreman got to he- do his way. Some of them misrepresented their talents and their skills, and they misrepresented their certifications. So over, you know, since 1979, I've... I've dismissed um, my fair share but if you roll them all out over what's that 41 years then it's probably if it was one or two a year it's not that bad and it's probably less than two a year. 602-508-0960 602-508-0960. The lines are open on the other side of this break. I'm going to tell you one more story about a transmission that was bid for 7000 to $10,000 that's what the transmission would have cost, and it was fixed for seven hundred and fifty dollars. So seven thousand to ten, and the truck had two hundred thousand miles on it. So the, the thought process might have been, well, it's got two hundred thousand miles. Why would we fix it? Well, the customers allowed to make that decision, not the shop. So six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be right back.
5: Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in nineteen eighty-two.
3: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backhoe. I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on a sunny porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be.
4: Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.
0: On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster.
6: So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon-rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes.
0: That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
6: Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
2: Well, welcome back, everybody after the hour of 10 o'clock. I, I got a couple of callers, but before I do that, I just want to clear something up. My wife's mad at me. We were talking about the Secret Santa Club, a club that uh, my family's run since 1989. And we, give, uh, we make Christmas special for kids and elderly people and rest homes and disabled veterans and stuff like that. Um, it's important to know that we match the highest donations. So every once in a while, somebody will test us on that, and that's okay. And we've also given away $210,001 um, in all the time we've done this, $210,000 plus a buck. So if you'd like to be a part of that, email me, mark at com. You'll never be on a list. Nobody's going to call you and say, hey, you already gave to this, so we want to be your next charity. That won't happen. We don't care what you give we don't care. You can give us anything you want and at the end of the the Christmas holiday then you're going to get a letter that describes exactly what we did with every single penny of of the money that we had to make and we focus on elderly and and young kids that don't live at home, young kids that live in group homes, uh young kids that are without moms and dads and that may only have a christmas based on a budget that the state has and I'm telling you what, there ain't no budget. All righty, Don, you're up first. How can I help you?
1: Hey, I had a question. I have an 81 CJ5. Uh, we have a we had a remanufactured four cylinder put in it. Um, that's what it had before uh, last year. We'll just take it up to Pine Top and drive it around. It's never been right since this shop did it, but the question I have today is we're driving it and just around the house, and it's getting super hot, and I just couldn't figure it out like smoke coming out of the. Uh,
5: the intake manifold
1: and um I mean the valve cover. And so I feel the radiator and it's like cold and I don't understand. So I crack the 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 cap and it it's steam all of a sudden bubbles up and steam comes out, then all the hoses have heat in it. So I thought, well maybe the thermostat's bad. I don't know. So I replaced that and now everything's hot, it's just not cooling still. I don't I'm at a loss. I don't know much about
2: it. Okay. When you say it's not cooling, still, are we looking at a gauge? And if so, where's the needle on the
1: gauge? Um, the needle doesn't work. I'm basing this on it. It's like everything. It's smoking out of everywhere oil could come out of. Like it's getting okay. hot, and I mean, you feel the hose. So,
2: okay. So, so the technical aspect of this is you get it warm when you've got the symptom, the smoke, and you take the oil cap off the four-cylinder motor, and you put a piece of tissue across the motor. And the mm-hmm. question is, Is there, have we got more pressure coming out than sucking on the way in? Because we have a PCV valve on that, and then really the right. tissue should draw the... the you're going you're to hold on to the piece of tissue tightly, but it'll draw, right. you know, it'll suck it in and if you've got more pressure. And then we have to make sure the PCV valve is operating because the PCV valve is the positive crankcase ventilator. So we actually are sucking the pressure out of the engine and sending it through the intake manifold and back out the tailpipe. So we Uh could have a PCV valve problem. If you want to find out the temperature of the motor, go down to Harbor Freight and buy yourself one of those temperature guns with the red dots, and then gun the top hose and the bottom hose. And obviously, the top hose should be a little hotter than the bottom, because the coolant comes out of the top hose, goes through the radiator, and comes back into the engine a little colder. But it sounds like you have a blow-by problem, and if you have a blow-by problem, and that smoke is in the motor, it should be fouling one of the spark plugs. So if you pull off four spark plugs and you find one of them is bathed in oil and the other three are nice and pretty, then um, that you've answered your own question.
1: Is there? A, I'll, I'm going to do all that today. Uh, I just wrote all that down. So mm-hmm. when when there was no water coming through the radiator, that's a pressure problem. Then,
2: well, um, I, I if the, that was the if, first
1: time before I placed the thermostat, like I felt the radiator after I drove it down to the gas station and back, and it was ice cold, and I was like, and the engine was doing that smoky thing. I was like, I wonder why this happens and I put a rag on, I just cracked the, the, the cap on the radiator, then I heard it bubble and then all the steam came out and then it filled the radiator.
2: Okay. Well again, we're we're running from the the output of the motors through the upper radiator hose. So if the thermostat's not opening and you're touching the upper radiator hose and it's closed and it's right. cold, then the thermostat's not working. And so right. so what happens then is is we don't have any circulation, but the water in the engine uh, we got water in the radiator, right. but it's, it's nothing. we got water in the right. engine, and it's starting to get hot and boil, so when you pull the radiator cap, then we're going to have an explosion. So right. I, I'm not going to trust that you have the skills, neither do I, to touch I things think. and know what's going on. Okay, that's right. just not something that's that's very valuable in our industry. But if you have a temperature gun and the thermostat's at 190, it's going to be kind of cold. And on the hose, the upper hose, until it gets to 190, then boom, it's going to drop, come up to 190 or more. So that's why okay. we use temperature guns. It's called a handshake, too. Those of us that are really old, we just grab a hold of that upper radiator hose, and we know the difference between good and bad. But anyway, I've given you enough information. You well, should Well, I appreciate able to it. I'll work out. on
1: that today. Thank okay, you, good luck
2: to you. Tom, you're up next. How are you, Tom?
7: Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking the call. You bet. Uh, I've got a, a 2006 uh, Duramax diesel.
1: Okay. And
7: I'm having a – well, actually, I bought it in 2006 new. I put a programmer on it uh, from day one, and uh, magnaflow exhaust, and I've had zero problems with it in 14 years. Now, in the last couple of weeks, I've had a problem in the morning – with not wanting to start, and I have to go out and pump up the little pressure thing there, and I've got a little tiny leak in there that's causing it to drain down overnight. Uh, now, here's my dilemma. I was going to replace all the O-rings in there, and, and then I've got a couple of buddies that have advised me to put one of those lift kits or lift, uh, lift tank, well, they call lift pumps on there, and uh, I'm not sure if I should do that. Uh, kind of like the stock system, but I uh, wanted to get your opinion on
2: that. I'm with you. Um, I, I, why are we going to cover up this problem with an electric lift pump? Why are we going to drain the diesel fuel out of it because you have an upstream leak? And we're going to turn the key on, and then we're going to pressurize the system. So we're going to add a a subset of of pressure devices to cover up what really is nothing but a small fuel leak in the fuel pump yeah. area. So yeah. um, this is something that you see. One um, was a Isn't the fuel pump in the pump n- near the filter in the same housing as the filter? Yes. Okay.
7: It's, 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 we, actually, we, the, the heater leak. I mean, the, there's a, a line that goes through there, a wire that uh, for the heater system in the fuel.
2: Okay. <laughs> We see the leak when the fuel filter just really isn't tight enough. You just got to manhandle that thing. So, yep. I mean, that's the first place I would look is, is I just put a big pair of water pump pliers on that son of a gun and tighten it up. Get the fuel leak fixed and then your problem's gone. That's as all simple right. as it gets. But, but adding all that stuff to cover it up, you know, that's like, you know, uh, you have, I'm this is a terrible example. You have lung cancer, so I'm going to buy you a new suit. What what's the relationship here? Why are we that was a terrible example. Forget that. Okay. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you. Okay, so when we come back I'm gonna tell I'm gonna do that transmission question and I'm 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 gonna tell you about a transmission that was supposed to be seven to ten thousand dollars that left the shop after seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's why it's important to get a second opinion when you're talking about big dollars. Especially if the vehicle moves. So it's no big deal to go. One of the places you can find good shops is on my website, marksalem.com. I stand behind you. Here's my promise. If that shop does something wrong, then we're going to take that issue to the Better Business Bureau Auto Advisory Committee. If the Better Business Bureau Auto Advisory Committee tells the shop to do something and the shop doesn't do it, if they tell them to give the customer $500 and the shop doesn't do it, I'll give you the $500 and I fire the shop. That's it. We're done. No second chances. I am just like a school teacher. You get one chance. This isn't bowling where you get ten chances. This isn't baseball when you get three chances. That's it. So that's how I handle it. 602
8: This is attorney William J. Wolfe, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot.
4: This Sunday, in anticipation of a new American administration, William Wolfe will interview David Mayer-Levy, who will discuss the threat that Turkey poses as the great disruptor of Middle East stability.
8: That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot.
1: This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The Supreme Court's recent ruling on religious liberty was a flashpoint, revealing much about our cultural moment. A large number of leading voices on the left have condemned the ruling, but liberals in the United States used to defend the First Amendment and religious liberty. Why not so much now? The short answer is the LGBTQ revolution. And it comes down to this. None of the rights related to the sexual revolution are enumerated. That is explicitly guaranteed in the Constitution. Religious liberty, you know is. And the Supreme Court has sent a signal that it's not going to just willingly go along with the moral revolutionaries. The court has not reversed the revolution, but it has at least put itself in the way. And to its credit, it has at least said so, and said so boldly. Religious liberty is right there in the Constitution. It's in the text. Deal with it. I'm Albert Mueller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program
3: for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
8: Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. All about
2: that and all well, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, Mark Salem here, your host. We'll be here till 12 o'clock, so if you'd like to talk cars, you can. Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known Tom since 1983. You don't need to worry about Tom taking advantage of you. You don't need to worry about Tom lying to you. You don't need to worry about them telling you that they put a part on that they didn't put a part on. They're honest, they're dependable, they're a good, full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that's been around, again, since 1983. So Action Auto Repair, if you're up on the I-17 near Deer Valley and you don't have a shop, then take a, take, me, take your car there and just try them out. Real quick, so this is my shop. I'm going to tell you right now this is my shop. So a guy brings a Dodge truck in, and it's got all kinds of drivability problems. There is a, a guy that owns a wholesale transmission shop that doesn't want to deal with the public. So he'll only deal through shops. And there's a lot of shops that do business with him. But there is n- we used to have a shop back in the 70s and the 80s. Mike and Leon were the best transmission guys in the whole wide world. It changed hands, and we had to find somebody else. Um, we didn't get this experience. So we went with Lorenzo. This kid, I'm, I, he is without a doubt... The most skilled transmission guy I've ever met in all my life. He, So we get the truck in. Um, my son calls Lorenzo and says, hey, here's the symptoms. Lorenzo says, pull the pan. He says, I already have. He says, look up inside there. You're going to see a big plate. Are all the screws in the plate? No. What do you see? Well, the plate's all bent up, and underneath is these really big, heavy springs. Okay, I know what to do. I'll be over there in an hour. So he comes over there. He brings a brand-new plate. He brings, like, four little valves that fit inside this other end. Then he brings um, the springs in, and he puts this big plate on, puts all the bolts in, turns around and says to Alan, I'm going to bill you $750. See you later. So Alan's going, yeah, right. <laughs> and so he saves the parts, which is the old springs and the plate, and he puts fluid in it, puts the pan on puts fluid. He goes and drives it, stop himself. This kid diagnosed the truck over the phone. Now, he did a van, too. The van had a problem with shift pattern. So we call him up, and we say, hey, this van's in here. It's got a shift pattern. It's a Ford. And he goes, I think it was a Ford truck. No, it was a big expedition. He says, I already know what it is. I'll be over there in a minute. So he comes over there, and he reaches behind the engine, there's a, a big, huge wire harness that goes from the driver's side to the passenger side. So he says, give me a shop rag. We gave him a shop rag. He lifts up the harness. He sticks the shop rag underneath it, and he sets it down. He goes, go drive it. You're not going to fix our problem with a shop rag. Crawl out of underneath the hood of that and go take a break or something. Get some coffee. Just go drive the car. Drive the car, and the problem solved. So he says... Underneath that wire harness, there's one wire, and it's yellow, and it rubs on the back of the bell housing. I want you to move that wire harness. I want you to tape it up, and I want you to start and go three inches to the left and three inches to the right. Do lots of black tape, and then put some duct tape around it, and it'll be fixed. Why don't we just fix the wire? Because the wire is only chafed. The rest of the metal is there. It's still got 20 or 30 strands of copper. It's just grounding it out. What do you do? What do you do with that kind of skill? So we do it. We don't believe. <laughs> we do it. And give it back to the customer and said, "I think I think his his service call bill was I don't know seventy bucks." I said that yeah, you're at seventy five by the time we add all the stuff, sales tax and all this stuff. And I said, "But you don't have to pay for it until you're absolutely sure." He comes back three days later and he goes, "It's fine. It hasn't happened since then." So this kid Lorenzo is just an amazing kid. He is the 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 light of the transmission industry. It's unfortunate he won't deal with customers because he does have nice social skills. He just wants to deal with the shop. And he says when I ask him a question, the customer can't answer it, but the shop can. So I just as soon have the shop between me and the customer. And his pricing is related to that. His pricing is definitely related to that. So by the time the customer gets the bill, unless the shop's really greedy, and most of us aren't, by the time the customer gets the the, uh, bill, like for instance, we had to charge for pulling the pan and all the fluids and all the filters. So we did that, plus all the parts that he replaced, plus he charges his labor charge. So at the end of the day, the customer's bill isn't substantially different if it's 5% different, 10%. I'll give you 10%. All righty. Vince, you're up. What can we do for you today, Vince?
8: Hello, sir. So uh, long-time listener, but I've got a question that's a little bit outside of your normal. Okay. Uh, I bought my daughter a 1974 Carmen Ghia. You're not allowed to say anything. It's her favorite car. Um, but <laughs> it doesn't have air conditioning. So, Phoenix, no air conditioning, not really a great combination, but every time I look up anything, uh, you know, these are really old places that are offering, because it's 1974 car. Is there anything like more modern to put in that's not going to, you know, drop it down to five miles an hour every time the AC kicks in?
2: That thing has the motor. I mean, some of the model airplanes have bigger motors than that. <laughs> you know, um, you you need to yeah. raise your hand and tell your daughter you're sorry you made a, a, a you made a mistake buying <laughs> the car. You need. To, I'll tell you what you can do to fix it. It ain't going to go well at high school or college. Just cut a square right. hole in the top of that and put a swamp cooler on there and put a generator in <laughs> the trunk. <laughs> you know, the, the answer right. to your question, and I'm teasing you, and thank you for laughing. Um, the answer to your question is, is you've got a bunch of dashboard work to do that that Carmagee isn't going to like at all. So we're going to end up with a hang-down unit underneath there, and you already know there's no room for a hang-down unit. So we have to put a, right. an evaporator underneath the dash, and that's what that hang-down unit is going to be. We have to put a condenser in front of the radiator, and that thing already has overheat problems, so we're just going to add to it. Oh, Or we can put in five cooling fans, and, by the time, and then we have to have a compressor mount. We have to have all the hoses, all the metering valves, like the expansion valve and stuff. Then we have to wire in the low-pressure switch and the high-pressure switch, and by the time we're done, you could have bought her a brand-new VW and uh, that has nice cold air conditioning. So I, I don't know what you're going to do, Dad, but you said I couldn't make any funny comments. I, <laughs> I still decided to hit you with the swamp cooler on the roof. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could help that. you. I wish I could help you. There are going to be kits on the Internet that you can find, but you don't have enough horsepower to spin a compressor. You're going to take that thing into a heat zone that it's probably not designed for. So instead of running half on the gauge, it's going to run three-quarters on the gauge, and there's nothing you can do about that. And we've got to do major modifications and installations, and to be honest with you, I don't know anybody who would take that. Now, I am going to give you a name. He's crazy. He's as crazy as any lunatic you've ever met. Okay? He'll take anything on. Go talk to Tom Blackwell at Blackwell Automotive, 40th and Greenway. And tell tell him that you've talked to, don't say Mark Salem, tell him you've talked to all kinds of people, and they said there's no one in the earth that could pull this off. There's nobody. But I did hear from a parts guy at a counter that I heard him talking about Tom Blackwell, and he says Tom has a magic wand. Tom, Tom will fix a 747 if you can land it on Greenway Road. And so go. here's what happened just the other day. Somebody writes and he, they want a new cruise control in a newer car that didn't come with it, but there is some connections and, and, and electronics that need to be added to it because we need to let the engine know that we've taken control of the throttle. So I write him back, and I, I CC it to all the shops I got. And I say, you know, I don't know how to help you. Guess who raised their hand? So Tom goes, I've done that before. And I say, fine. I tell the customer, go see Tom, but pay with a credit card so you can stop payment on it if he, <laughs> if he doesn't do a good job. So call Blackwell. See what he says. Okay? Thank you, sir. All right. You bet. 602 960 We'll be back in a minute.
4: Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot.
9: From new industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game.
4: So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960
3: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. I'll pick you up after school. Okay, I
0: got
6: it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council.
0: America. Welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave.
2: Five minutes after the hour ten o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday here from 10 to eleven, ten to noon, talking about cars and car repairs. It's called Under the Hood with Mark Salem on 960 the Patriot, KKNT. Let me tell you about automotive dynamics in Sun City, been around since 1982. I've known Chuck the owner since 1966-68 when I was working at a gas station when I was a kid. And, and and the best part of Chuck is the second generation, just like me, my son and his son. His son, Derek, is involved in Autodynamics, north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. You'll like Derek. I promise you, you'll like Derek. It's the only shop in Sun City that I can recommend. It's a sad state of affairs that it is the only shop. But Sun City, uh, Sun City's largest is Autodynamics, north side of Grand, west of 99th Avenue. Good morning, Cusser. How can I help you? Well, I
4: think maybe I can help you today. I've got hands-on experience as a former Volkswagen mechanic uh, with both uh, air conditioning in a Volkswagen and with aftermarket cruise control. So let me help you first, help your caller actually, with information on the Volkswagen. Okay. Well, let's. Tonight. We only have
2: 15 minutes left, so let's get to the uh, the meat there and potatoes.
4: Go. The guy should contact Gilmore. In Las Vegas or ICE AC in San Diego. They make aftermarket kits and they also install them for Volkswagens of that vintage. And they are much uh, more efficient than the old units from 40, 50 years ago, and they require less horsepower. So the dual port uh, engine in the 74 Carmen Ghia would be plenty for it. Uh, so, and also the Carmen Ghia is more efficient, uh, aerodynamic than a Volkswagen Bug, so it's going to be better in a uh, Carmen Ghia than in a Bug. So Gilmore in Las Vegas or AC in San Diego make kits and they actually do installs. Okay,
2: Okay. now we've got a real small grill grill on this Carmen Ghia. Where are we going to get all the air to dissipate the condenser heat?
4: The condenser goes up front and it's got a little uh, electric motor over it.
2: Okay, so we're in an electric fan. Yes. Okay. And even
4: when you're stopped, uh, you'll get airflow over it.
2: Okay, so the fan is going to give us the airflow. Where are we going to put right. the the evaporator? Wh- I mean, where's that going to fit? The, is that going to be a hey, 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 hey! Let me finish my question. I need to finish my question. Is the evaporator or the evaporator going to go on the passenger side, or is it going to be a box on the pa- on the driver or on the firewall side? Yeah, where is it?
4: No, it's going to be under the little bit under the dash on the passenger side.
2: Okay, and who's going to install that here in Arizona?
4: Well, that's a good question. Gilmore or Ice AC should be able to answer that, or it could be towed over to them. It's not very far, Las Vegas, San Diego. Okay. They're very experienced.
2: You don't like my swamp cooler on the roof?
4: Those don't work as well here, and they don't go on the roof on a Volkswagen. There are actually old vintage ones that go on the uh, passenger door. Okay. They're kind of cute.
2: I, I understand. I understand your point. It's more. My visual is a lot more fun than yours. So everybody's laughing about the swamp cooler sitting on the top. Um, I, I thank you, Cusser. That's fine. But folks, um, I'm not going to side with Cusser for this reason. Somebody here is going to have to install that. So we've got the manufacturer in Las Vegas or in wherever else they were, Gilmore in Las Vegas, and 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 then we got ice. But we got a guy here doing it. And when when things go wrong, then you got three people that are um, barfing on one another. We got the the manufacturer says the shop didn't do it. The shop says your your stuff is bad. And then we've got the customer in the middle of all of this. This is not a job I would take. This is not it. I've never done it before. I don't know anybody who has done it. And obviously Cusser has background, and I wouldn't send a customer to Cusser because we don't know who Cusser is. So there is this, this dynamic. So if we're going to back it up, then Vince... He said Gilmore uh, and ICE, and those two guys have a, a kit that will will put it in there. My bet is is the kit is going to, I don't know what the kit's going to cost, but it's probably going to cost in excess of 10, 12 hours to install all the components underneath the hood, all the components in the car, um, all the hoses, all the controls in the car, because we have to have fan and hot and cold. So by the time you're done, you're going to probably have $3,000 in this, and my swamp cooler is still a better idea, although it's not really as cosmetic as the rest of them. 602 508 602 And we got another caller, Gil. Who might that be? That would be Richard. Richard, good morning. Good
9: morning. We just bought a 2017 Honda Ridgeline, and my question is, <clears throat> With this car, it tells us the oil percentage when it's... Do you go by miles or you just go by what this the, on the dash tells
2: you? Okay. Are you using a conventional or a semi-synthetic or a full synthetic?
9: I have no idea because okay. we bought it from a dealership and they said they just changed the oil.
2: So. Okay. How much was the oil change? <clears throat> Did they tell you?
9: No, they didn't say. Okay. Uh, but, but they said, you know, they'll give us two pre-oil changes. But my question is... We bought it at fifty-four thousand miles. We're up to fifty-eight thousand now. or are almost fifty-nine, and it says it's forty percent of the oil is on
2: that. Okay. Well, it, it in order to answer the question, I have to have to know because conventional oil has a three to five thousand mile oil change interval, and semi-synthetic goes from five to seventy-five hundred, and right. then we've got synthetic that go from eight to twenty. So if well, you have a well- synthetic oil in there. Then on the downside, you're at eight to ten thousand miles. Now it's right. a great idea for us to keep everybody on the three thousand mile oil change when they have synthetic, because the synthetic oil change is between a hundred and a hundred and fifty, hundred and seventy five dollars. It's a rather expensive, but it lasts three times longer than a conventional oil. Right. So we've got all these moving parts, and now do we use the percentage on the dashboard? So the computer, we're going to trust that the computer is going to actually have some kind of an idea what your engine oil life still has, and I want to I want to suggest to you this, okay? It's going to know how many times you started it up cold, how long you ran it when it's hot, and how long it sat. It knows that. There is no sensor that's going to tell them the metal content. <laughs> There's no sensor that's going to tell them the oxidation, whether the, the oil has gone to a temperature where it normally turns to a solid it doesn't know if the oil is a minus 30 or if the oil is oil temperature could be 400 or 500 in a synthetic way so i'm going to answer you the way my wife does it we look at the oil we write a sticker on it and she uses a semi synthetic and i bring her in every 7500 miles and i don't care when that is I know, because I'm a Chevron expert, I know with respect to oil that that oil will last 7,500 miles and it's designed for that. My truck is a diesel. It holds, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 quarts of oil. I use a full synthetic. That oil change is closer to $200 and $215, but I run 20,000 miles on that. Okay. So I think I would... But here's the fear. I'm... I'm a shop, and and I say to you, look it, forget all that stuff. I just want to bring you in every six months and change your oil. I'm going to give you two free oil changes. Let me decipher that for you. In most cases, let me decipher that for you. Ron says to Bob. Listen, we're going to bring them in every two free oil changes, but we're going to get a a chance at them. We're going to be able to sell them tire rotations. We're going to be able to sell them windshield wipers and a headlight polish. We're going to be able to sell them, oh, you need front shocks and rear shocks and springs. And look at the front's drooping. And, oh, your front end is about ready to fall off. You see yeah, ton of money. Yep.
9: Okay. Well, I, uh, your head off. I'll find out what oil to use when we take it back in, but... Uh... I, I know what you're okay, saying. Okay, you
2: yeah. go to and go to Okay, if you go to marksalem.com and look at the FAQ that talks about oil, everything is there that I just said to you. So in case you that that would help you. Okay? Okay, thank you. All righty, Good luck. You bet. Oil um, oil change interval. I got to take notes. And uh Gill, you got another caller? I'm ready. Oh yeah, it's uh, Mike. Mike, good morning. How can I help you?
8: Hey Mark, how you doing, Mike? Yeah, good. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, li- listen, I got a uh, bought a Lexus uh, two thousand eight. It's got about one hundred sixty thousand miles on. I got three questions for you. The gas cap says okay. use premium fuel only. Now, what does that mean? Okay. Premium fuel. That's the first question.
2: Super. Super unleaded.
8: Okay, so that'd be like the nine, That's... 91 octane or whatever it is, Uh 91. Yeah, okay, so it's telling you you have to use that, right? Why is that?
2: Yeah. Because they want you to use it because it creates the perception that you're driving a race car and that this is a premium car and it absolutely has to have premium gas. And if you don't put (laughs) premium gas, the engine will probably fail early. All right, I want to ask you a question, okay? Right? Yeah. Yeah. The difference in the explosion... The difference in the explosion between regular and super, the distance Mm -hmm. between those two in the explosion, in an aggravated way, uh, when you take a balloon and you fill it up, okay, when you pop it, it goes, okay, that is like a millisecond of time. So, here's the difference between regular and super. Regular ignites uh, a little sooner and with a little bit extra time but premium one molecule ignites two two ignites four so the push is a little bit more but we're talking about a millionth of a second in burn time so Mm -hmm. in an exaggerated way regular burns like a balloon popping boom in an exaggerated way for the for me to be able to talk about it without visuals, premium one molecule ignites two, two ignites four hundred, four hundred ignite four million. So the burn is longer. Will your car care? No. Will Mark care? No. Will you ever spend any money oh. fixing something that because you didn't use right premium? No. Perfect. Now, Mark, do you have a high performance car? Yes, I do. Has your wife have a high performance car? Yep, she did. What she have? A Jaguar. Did it say premium? Yes. When you filled it up, what would you okay. put in it? The cheapest gas I could find. <laughs> <laughs> well, that so, answers my there's gonna question. There's going to be people out I'm there that at argue a with pump me right
8: now. I'm sitting at the pump right now. And yeah. I had to call you. Now, my second uh, question. Okay. You're, you're the oil. You're the oil expert. It's telling me in the book, mm-hmm. Mobile One, fully synthetic, 530 or yeah, 5W30. Do I have to use Mobile One, okay. or what can I use? synthetic, as long as it's... No, you... Or you, even...
2: A... Well, it's a 530. 530 should be a semi-synthetic, but um, you're you're wrong or I'm wrong. And, and so, yes, it's a synthetic. Now, there's only four companies that make oil for the United States. Mobile Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron. Everybody right. has oil. If they got it in a can, it's made... It's it's produced by Mobile Shell, Phillips 66, or Chevron. I want to okay. tell you something. They... It's, General Motors wants us to use Dexos, but Dexos is made by one of those four companies for General Motors. General Motors wants you to use it because they make a lot of money on it. Mark never has poured Dexos in any General Motors new car or used car in my life because I'm going to use Mobile okay. Shell, Phillips, but actually I pour Chevron. So the answer to your question is, is it's not going to care, and you can use any okay. f- synthetic with the same weight that you want.
8: Yeah, it's full synthetic. I found okay. it's a five five thirty. Okay, my third question. Okay, the car has lifetime transmission fluid. Okay, it has a, almost one hundred seventy on it. What kind of what kind of maintenance do I need to do on it? It's a sealed transmission.
2: Well, we can change the fluid in the transmission. One hundred sixty thousand miles is six times around the equator. So, if I were you, I'd find somebody that knows how to do it and just change the fluid. It's a drain and refill, and just change the fluid, and I would feel better about that.
8: Drain and fill, okay. Anybody up in North Phoenix?
2: Oh, if you want to go to Blackwell, oh, you know what? You call Kurtz at Bell and I Mm seventeen. Call Kurtz. Talk to Eric. He's a whiz. I mean, he is good. And I'm going to have to finish your question after this break because I'm a minute late already. So we'll be right back. You stay there.